Maybe don't know. Maybe don't know. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 112 of the Power Company podcast, brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. Today is our fourth in a five-part series of special board meetings featuring guest host Drew Mack, Red River legend Drew Mack, who just recently sent his hardest route yet with Pure Imagination. Um... I mean, largely because he sat down and had this conversation with Nate and I. I'm fairly sure that if he hadn't had this conversation, then he'd still be projecting. So I expect at least half of those, well, I guess a third of those 8A points, Drew. Thank you very much. And we're back. We took a little break to discuss whether Vines were better than Twizzlers or vice versa. I don't know the difference. Yeah, I know you do. They're all the same to me. Yeah, personally, Twizzlers guy. And you were talking about like string cheese or something. Well, not cheese, but Twizzler, you know, with the, the, I think they're cherry flavored, the pool pool ones. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll take pastries over candy any day. Anyway. uh, I think you were in the restroom when Johnny Lightning walked in and made the comment of, did you guys only get through three bullet points? Wow. You could be training instead of talking about training. (laughs) I'm resting, which is just as important. That's what I said. Johnny Lightning, you're fired. (laughs) Well, I think you train while you listen about training. It's true. That's what I hope you all are doing. Uh, We are on number two of our top five red point pitfalls. And number two, we sort of started to talk about right before the break, and that's that you can spend too much time on a project so you end up getting weak for all of the rest of rock climbing Mm -hmm. except for that specific project and this is a mega one um it's happened to me quite a few times i think it's happened to most of us like you develop a very specific fitness or strength and you think you're kind of getting stronger and then you try something else and you're like oh no well i think it's easy to feel better on a rock climb the more time you spend on it yeah Uh, but uh, that's mostly through muscle memory and things like that when you may actually be getting weaker. Yeah, Drew, I was actually pretty impressed with your um, ethic a few years ago when you were kind of a cave dweller at the Red, um, but you were still going out and doing things like No Redemption and you know some of the harder, more bouldery yeah. routes. I think that's a missing... Uh, a missing part. I was going to say missing link, but I can't say links now because we spent so much time talking Abe about Lincoln. links. Yeah, yeah, it's a missing Abe Lincoln of Terramite a lot us. of cave dwellers, a lot of people who climb on steep, juggy, continuous yeah. routes. Maple Canyon. Yep. I feel like there's a lot of places. You know, I mean, I just spent six weeks in Rifle. That place mm-hmm. is notorious for overprojecting. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you know, for me, when you're doing the same style and. Ex- especially as a sport climber, uh, it's really easy to build a lot of fitness 
and be in a mode of where your fitness is really good, but your power is has really has really dropped and declined. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think you got to take got to take breaks and boulder more and look at where you're weak. Yeah, I think it's tough too because it certainly seems like you're getting stronger and stronger and stronger because the moves start to feel easier and easier and easier. Yeah. And you're you're like, oh, I'm just crushing this crux that I wasn't doing two weeks ago. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting stronger. It just means you've gotten better at those moves. And you can still red point routes that way. Yeah, you know? totally. You can still uh, find a way to make it work. And a lot of times that is by maybe mixing it up and doing other routes. But, yep. uh, you know, you see a lot of climbers who are stuck in a one route kind of mode and they're not getting anything else from anything else. Any, you know, they're not gaining power or finger strength or anything from other routes. So Or experience or skill. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, I've, I've seen it plenty of times, people who are amazing at projecting. Maybe they climb like a 13 or B or C that they can do like maybe one a season or one a year. But then they can't on-site 12 minus consistently. Right. Like just that is beyond them. Like they only know how to project and they've lost the skill of being able to read new moves and climb well unless it's something that they've spent a lot of time on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think Drew said something really important just then that you can still get red points done this way. So maybe this isn't actually like a pitfall of completing a red point. Like this may not hurt your chances of completing that red point, yeah. But it's going to hurt your chances of becoming a better rock climber. Yeah, yeah and and it can ultimately be a pitfall. Sure, you cannot do a route right. on a very long trip because because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. No, I completely agree. Um, and I think, like, yes, you can do some attrition projecting, just put your head down, smash your head against it until it's done. And you can get hard rock climbs done, but it's like, are you getting better? Like, did that progress you further to do more rock climbs? Like yep. in some cases, yes. Some, but a lot of, most times no. Um, yeah. So I think that's something that's really important. Do you think there's a time when it's appropriate to just stay on that project? Um, you know, Eric Hurst kind of has the rule of, 10 four. 10 attempts over four days it, four days that yeah that's honestly whack yeah Sorry. that, that rule is not i'm glad i didn't have to just shout that's dumb i don't, <laughs> um, I don't think that rule applies to all that many people it, it it does certainly applies to a very specific situation when you're you know, like coming up and getting better and better yeah but most people aren't in that rapid growth all the time i think yeah. that's valuable but but you know like kind of how we <laughs> i think it's valuable for <laughs> fuck to that. some people <laughs> but uh i mean i think uh i think kind of how we talked about earlier with like you know when your links expire um that is a big telltale uh that you know you're you spent a lot of time on something yeah um mm-hmm. and so you know, when you have spent that much time, if you are seeing big declines in your, in your links, um, I'm, I would, to me, I'd stick it out a little longer, but then after that, you kind of mm-hmm. spending too much time maybe. Yeah. You at least have to give it a second chance because you never know if you're having a bad, bad day, day or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I, you know, I think it depends on honestly where you live. Are you on a trip? Are you on your local area? Like if you live in the Franken, you're a, shit i mean 
you can have a five go rule and you can keep doing rock climbs forever. Right. Totally. But if you live, if your local crag is like lion's head and you don't have that many climbs, like, or, you know, somewhere small, like the mill Creek, it's like, okay, like, you know, you're going to have to project a little bit longer if you don't have the opportunity to travel. Um, so it, you know, it definitely depends on that. Like there's times where your only option is just putting your head down and projecting. But if you have a lot of options, like, man, you know, if you live in the Red River Gorge, especially nowadays where there's so many rock climbs, like, I don't think there's a huge reason to spend a ton of time on a project. Um, unless that's just what you really, really enjoy. Yeah. I'm glad you just gave that caveat because some people just really love projecting and they don't want to do those other things. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, I mean, fine. If you don't want to expand your bag of tricks and if you don't want to be a better rock climber, that's up to you. Some people are kind of on like a time crunch as well. You know, like if you do want to do one route and you only have a limited, you know, amount of time, whether that's a year or two years or whatever. Lee Smith (laughs) is talking to you directly right now. (laughs) Oh, I think that's tricky too, actually, because there's always the question of like, I'm not quite ready for this route to send quickly. So is it better for me to go send these other routes first, then come to the project? Or is it better for me to just dig in and bang my head against the project yeah well can you you do both how can we know like we can you do both do you you have time for that like like kind of what like how lee does which i think is a good balance of you know he's a local in the red and so and he's got a family he's got got a a full-time job you know two very young kids so he is on a time crunch mj and jm do the do the route (laughs) that he wants to do um and so what he does is you know while while the summer and sometimes in the winter when the conditions just aren't right to do your hardest red point ever Mm -hmm. uh go and do other routes during that time that teach you other things maybe they give you fitness and things like that and i see lee uh kind of zoning in on those things currently yeah Mm -hmm. that's good i'm glad you're doing that lee i think that's actually a really good point um what are y'all's thoughts on spending time in the terrible season on your project so that you feel great when it's cold i am not a fan, but I have done this. I did it on the Madness, mm-hmm. which was my second 13C. I spent most of the summer getting higher and higher and higher on the Madness until the very beginning of October. I just, well, I basically sent it twice in a day. I fell off the last move, and then 15 no, minutes later, nobody's ever done sent that. It. No, nobody's ever fallen up there. So I guess the important <clears throat> question is. What happened after you sent the madness? You know, you had spent all this whole summer like racking up a bunch of mileage, trying hard, and now that it was cold, how did the rest of your fall go? Well, actually, only because I was a weekend warrior at the time and I was bouldering all week long and then getting fitness on the weekends, it worked out just fine. That's not the way this was supposed to go. I know. This is a I know question. I know where you were going with that. <clears throat> but I but I can answer that maybe a little better is because I would I would truck it, you know, when I, teenage me mm-hmm. spent all my summers in the red. You're not a teenager anymore? No. This was last year, Chris. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Never coming back. Uh, luck, luck guys, though. Uh, no, you know, the time that I had was during the summers. I didn't, you know, <clears throat> totally. I didn't have a lot of time. And so I wanted to do those cave routes during the summer. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is hustled through the summer, climbing um, in yeah, the cave. And then when I the fall came, 
the weather was so much better and I did a lot of routes uh, faster and I did other routes in the cave and I started trying, you know, Omaha, which was uh, the one I really wanted to do and, I'm, and I got really close to doing it that fall. Uh, which, but but w- you didn't do it? I didn't do it, no. Oh. No, so maybe it doesn't work, but I would say <laughs> it, it, has, it potentially has its benefits with the, with the time that I had. Now being able to travel, uh, I'll never be in Kentucky in the summer again. Yeah. Well, I think that's an interesting <laughs> approach to it as well because you had a bunch of other routes that were of similar ilk. Like you could, yeah, you exactly. could transfer that fitness from one route over to the yeah, next, exactly. over to the next. You move your rope bag over 10 feet and you're yeah. doing a little bit of a harder one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which that has some value. Definitely does. Yeah. And it, one thing that I'll contribute is... I think it's hard to stay psyched that long. Like it really is. And this is something I see with, especially now that I've been out West, you know, I, as a climber, I pretty much have only lived in like Kentucky or Tennessee. Like when I started climbing, like I pretty much moved shortly after from Texas out East. And so you get like four good months a year, maybe five. And then you get like, you know, a lot of terrible months. And for a lot of years I was psyched and I just pushed right through. But, and man, I had so many of my hardest sends in July or August and then, or maybe September when the first like 70 degree day came. And then like when it, once it was cold, like I was just tired. Like I had been trying to red point hard for, you know, since the spring, I'd never gave myself a a chance to stop. And like, man, hard red pointing is exhausting. Like it is mentally exhausting. It's physically. And like a lot of times I'd just be burnt out by the time like October, November hit. Yeah, motivation can tank so quickly and so easily when you've been doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And Especially over. in poor weather, you know, like yeah, that's yeah. where I would say like trucking it through the summer mm-hmm. has negative effects. Maybe you're you think you can learn their moves better or something like that, but ultimately in bad conditions, you will just see declines in performance. And if you're spending all of that time on one thing, it <clears> will become, you know, mentally tiring. It's soul crushing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. think that's probably a good way to describe it actually. But yeah, and so this is something I see with people as, you know, as a coach, it's something I see with a lot of people out West, like in Colorado, Wyoming, or people where people can climb year around. Mm-hmm. They're trying to perform year around, they're trying yep. to send year round. Yep. And man, if you can like try hard every week of the year, like you're probably not trying that hard. Yeah, absolutely. Like, no other sport competes even every month of the year. Right. Like most sports have maybe like a four month window is a very common amount. Um, and the rest you have like an off season, you have a training season, you have a build up, like all these different things. Like, man, if you're trying your absolute hardest year round, like you're probably not trying that hard. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like what, where I'm at currently. And I'm, I'm learning the, how, how to balance that as being on the road full time and, um, and finding, when I need to make sure I'm taking time off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think it's a benefit actually that you're going back to Kentucky where the summer is heinous so that you can just sequester yourself down in Lee's gym or yeah. at the gym you're working at if you're going to be working. Yeah, it's or, easy for me to be on the road you know, all year right now and, yep. and just be climbing. And that's amazing, but too much time to get back to the kind of point can also lead to 
digression in other avenues. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. I personally um, think And also that rest. I personally think that you should just stay on the road full time so that you, you don't me? send 515 by the end of 2020 so that Johnny Lightning has to eat a crock. Just, yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother podcast episode. That's a whole nother thing, but... Yeah, check out my I'm podcast just, plug. I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so I think year-round projecting is not a great thing. There are a few people who can pull it off well, like being on the road full-time. Like I look at Jonathan Seacrest as maybe the best example of someone who does it well. And he like, dedicates a lot of his performance time, air quotes there, to what he considers training as well. So he'll switch yes. to bouldering. And even though it looks like performance to the rest of us, it's something he doesn't normally do. So Totally. And that's like what mm-hmm. I was going to get to is I feel like the people who but do I it. But I got to it first. You did. <laughs> Today. Um, <laughs> I feel like the people who do it the best, who can climb hard year round the best, are the people who like they kind of naturally go through their own seasons of like, okay, I'm going to boulder i'm going to try short hard routes i'm going to try big endurance routes right maybe i'll do some trad or some mountaineering or whatever but they keep alternating so that they never get burnt out in one thing yep and i think that's the of the people who do it the best i feel like that's what they end up doing yeah it's like periodized climbing but like outside you know? yeah totally yeah they go through like a natural rotation of different things of course because like, if you were just trying <clears throat> 50 meter routes year round God, that well, one that would suck for your belayer, but <laughs> but yeah, it's your just power, like, my power would be terrible, did, quite bad. Yeah, yeah, it's just like you would, like you would stall out. Um, yeah. Uh, so our number one, are we ready for number one? Johnny Lightning's over there just staring at his phone because he's ready for number one. Um, ooh, I have one last thing on the last one. I'll make it super quick. We talked about you better make it super quick. We we talked about too much time on one single project. But also, I think too much time just projecting in general. I think it's also useful to yeah, spend time. And that goes with cycling through the exactly. You know, so the just to kind of or whatever extend off that, like spend time on siding, spend time trying to do things second go. If you don't know how to do things second go, you should check our. We have a podcast. We have a podcast on the that. Part of the second go the episode, episode ninety-seven. Ooh, nailed it. I think. Um, <laughs> that sounds about right. But yeah, <clears throat> alternate what you do. Try and do things Could second be go. Try and do things in like a two-day effort, a three-day, and then you can come back to projecting. Like I think that's one of the best things you can do is just kind of go through these little cycles. Um, Because, yeah, just spending all your time projecting, like you lose a lot of value on seeing new moves, like in just a lot of other ways. So I just want to get that in before we move to our number one. Yeah, well, I think think you should have just done that a little sooner because it leads us in really nicely to number one, um, which is that a lot of people are... A lot of people are doing something, but we're not going to tell you until tomorrow, which is the final part in this five-part series of the top five Red Point pitfalls with guest host Drew Mack. And I will see you all tomorrow. Until then, if you're interested, Drew Mack just passed 10,000 followers on Instagram, which means he gets the cool little swipe up feature, which means he's going to be even more annoying on the Instagrams than he already was. Just kidding, Drew. You're not annoying at all. We love you. Uh, you can find him at DrewMac5 on the Instagrams. You can find Nate at Crux Padwell. You can find me at Power Company Climbing on the Instagrams, on the Facebooks, never on the Twitters because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. <laughs>
This time to finish. 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 This time to fin